Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Angela's Awesome Podcast. Yay. Golf clap. It's been a whole year. Henno here. Just want to say thank you, everybody that has listened. Uh, thank you to the uh, Wicked Radio Network, Tangent Bound Network, uh, for the support. And yeah, once again, just thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to Angela. Uh, and in true podcast celebration, we're not even releasing a new episode. Angela wasn't feeling well last week, and then I wasn't feeling well over the weekend. So this bonus episode that was supposed to go up uh, four or five days ago is going to go up today on Friday, the, what is it, the 16th. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. We actually uh, started with answering a question from our friends over at the History of Bad Ideas podcast who'd asked a question about uh, ener- you know, quick energy from fruits and vegetables, that kind of thing. And I specifically, purposely didn't ask uh, for more detail because I knew that it would give Angela and I something to riff over for a little while. And then after that, you'll hear a uh, chat I had with uh, Paul Meyer from the Diamond Minds podcast. And uh, we talked about dude stuff, talked about being in the gym, uh, recovering from injuries, uh, you know, getting older, changing habits. Uh, and actually, we uh, Paul tells us a story about how he got into the workout habit, which is a, a really great story. It was really cool. So uh, thanks again, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back in a few days with a new episode. Bye. Hey, welcome to Angela's Awesome Podcast. Hi, Angela. Hi, everybody. Welcome. We are we are chatting over the phone right now. And you are listening to Angela's Awesome Podcast. Yes, where we you are. are <laughs> coming at you with some awesome ideas, tips, inspiration for a more awesome life. How's that? That works great. Yeah, so we're... Uh, everybody ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, we're today's episode is actually going to be uh, more of a conversation with uh, me and Paul Meyer from Diamond Mines, but we had a question from uh, our friends over at the History of Bad Ideas podcast, and particularly Jason. And I thought it'd be uh, something. I, it's just been it's been a couple of weeks, but it's just I've had it written down because I thought it was an interesting question. And basically, what it was is, can he said, can you recommend? Uh, Fruits or vegetables for quick energy? So the question is, can you recommend certain fruits or vegetables for quick energy, not... Should I eat fruits or vegetables for quick energy? Yeah, no, and 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 it was interesting. Is that the reason I like the question is because well, what does energy mean? Does that mean like uh, does that are you talking energy like fuel? Like, am I going to go to the gym, or am I just feeling a little sluggish in the afternoon and need a little pick me up? Oh, you know, and totally. so I was like, I was like, well, those are two different applications. And, you know, and because we've been talking so much about sugar, you know, I know that, you know, fruits and stuff, you, you, know, you can get a bit of a sugar rush from eating some fruit, but that's not going to st- sustain you at the gym. I mean, it's not going to give you energy for a long time. And then, like I noticed, you know, you sell you have those uh, that, uh, that barley supplement. Oh, yeah. And and barley's supposed to be a, a good, you know, a carb that gives you some, you know, energy over fuel over a period of, over a longer period of time, right? Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a you know, they kind of some people call it a slow carb. Uh 
Yeah. So um, things that are more um, that have less sugar, natural sugar, or that are less, um, you know, things get broken down differently. So that barley supplement is, um, you know, barley's got a really low glycemic level. That's glycemic index level. So it's going to take longer to get broken down into your system. So that's going to be a more sustainable type of carbohydrate. But what I was thinking about when you sent me this question was exactly what you just said. Like, what do you want the quick energy for? And the other big question is, um, you know, a lot of people it's like, and then I wanted, wanted to know when your next meal is. So, you know, are you looking for, like you said, are you looking for an afternoon pick me up or are you trying to do this at breakfast or because for some people, no matter which carbohydrate you pick, it's late, which carbohydrate you pick, if it's not anchored with protein and maybe some healthy fat, it can just set you up for a sugar um, spiral where you're going to get that quick energy and then you're going to have a low. Yeah, that's But the what, difference yeah. between having a donut for that versus having a banana for that versus having a slower carb like that barley supplement or brown rice or um, a sweet potato or, you know, a potato with skin, those types of carbohydrates, that's going to all be different, even though they're all technically carbohydrates. And, and so that's actually, know, yeah, a really good point. Like if, if it, let's just, let's just say it is like just the afternoon, you know, you got the, you got the two, two o'clock blahs, you know, and, uh, and you needed something to just kind of get you through the rest of the day. And like you said, you know, you can go grab some fruit, but you know, you might end up just having the same kind of a, a sugar rush, you know, that, that ends up not lasting very long. But let's say you opt out, you opt instead for a, a smoothie of some sort. And, right. you know, then would you want to mix in, you know, like a, a barley or a brown rice or chia seeds or whatever in combination with the fruit? Right. You could do that. Or, you know, it depends on what you're going to do. Like the more complex the carbohydrate, the more the, the more it takes for the body to digest it. So, um, you know, if you're looking to have a little something to get you going and just to go right to the gym, you might be doing, you might be great with like a banana and then you're going to have your protein shake afterwards. Like I, when we work out early in the morning, I don't, I've tried six ways to Sunday to, on different things. And I find that I can't eat, um, any fat, any protein because, um, or anything too much. Otherwise I feel really sluggish because my body's trying to digest and I'm trying to work out. So I have like a little, um, I have like a tea with coconut powder. So I have a little fat, something warm, a uh, little stevia in it. And then I have my protein shake right afterwards. So that gives me enough energy. There's a little bit of caffeine in my tea. I have a great workout and then I have my protein shake. So that works really well for me. It just kind of depends. Like for, for me, it's that, you know, we've talked about this before. For me, it's the oatmeal. You know, I have right. uh, 45 minutes, typically it's a half an hour to 45 minutes before we work out. And I'm, we're talking first thing in the morning. So, you know, I've been fasting all night so i'm gonna break my fast and right. and uh oatmeal i get some you know the whatever the the cut what's the steel cut steel cut oatmeal oats and this actually has some like chia seeds and some other stuff in it but i mix it together i have some uh, uh hemp milk with it because i'm allergic to dairy 
And, you know, what I got this from a, a, a wrestling coach that he said that, you know, this is uh, oatmeal, your body turns the oatmeal into uh, glucose rather quickly. And so it gives right. you some fuel uh, right off the bat. And, and I found is that the fuel lasts me, you know, we're doing an hour workout and the fuel lasts me for that hour. No problem. You know, and I, and of course I have a, a, an electrolyte drink that I have, you know, during the class, which, which also helps, you know, after about a half an hour. Um, but yeah, for like that, like I'm going to go work out. I found there's nothing that, that beats that, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, then oatmeal, but now, that is also but then after class, you have an actual meal. Exactly. Then afterwards within like, that's not your breakfast for the day because no. you would be starving by lunch. Yeah. Right. No, I have to follow so, up with either a protein shake or something to eat afterwards or, or I, I fizzle quick. Right. Well, and you also, you know, the other thing, Hannah, is you have such a high metabolism, like your body's going to probably break that stuff down faster than mine. My metabolism isn't as fast as yours necessary, you know? Yeah. So, but I was, you know, and I, the other thing I was thinking when we were, you know, talking about answering this question was, you know, the big thing is, well, first of all, it'd be interesting to know, like what, like we're, like we've already discussed. What's the like, intent? Where, yeah. what's the, but then the second thing is like also, you know, what have you tried? Because here's the whole thing. Mm. There's not going to be one answer for anybody because we all have such different needs. And so the big thing is, can you, you know, step away from whatever your agenda is with it? Like, let's say I want this quick energy, but I don't want to eat a lot of calories because I'm trying to lose weight. Your agenda is I want to lose weight, so I don't really care. I'm going to try to manipulate it or um, I need this quick energy to keep going, even though I should probably be resting. There's an agenda like I'm going to just push through. And we as Americans tend to do that, like as with the natural bio circadian rhythms, we're we're going to naturally feel a little bit of an up in the morning. We're going to come into our metabolism working the highest at lunchtime. There's a natural lull in our energy level around two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And that's when everyone's going for like their sugar snack or coffee because we're not going to rest. We're not going to take like a half an hour and just take a little break. Our jobs don't go like that. We're just going to caffeinate up, have something, have something to get me going and push on through. Right. So oh, exactly. it's interesting if you can step back or even if you have the flexibility or the open mindedness to be like, you know, I mean, I often in the afternoons want something to keep me going. And if I can schedule like, even 15 minutes and either do a quick walk outside or sit outside in the sunshine or do a legs up the wall. You know, you lay on your back on the floor and slide your legs up the wall. It's a very restorative pose. I oftentimes don't need the sugar or the snack or the, you know, quick energy because I've done something else to kind of reset and restore. And I don't always choose to do that. Sometimes I do want, you know, I do go for a cup of tea or whatever, but it's just those parts of it are interesting too. Like what, why do you need this? Like, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to need it. It's just, I think it's interesting to see because we, I think as a culture have a tendency to want to push through things. So we're always looking for more energy. Whereas the question could be, how can I manage the energy I have better? Right. Yeah. And, and like, the, you know, the banana suggestion, that's one that, you know, especially I've, I'll do that before I go to the gym. Sometimes I've, I found recently I like blueberries 
you know, which yeah. I was really surprised at 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 how they're they're pretty good. Oh, um, so yeah, like the the. You know, because I found that for some, you know, I, I've heard a lot of good things about blueberries and antioxidants and all that kind of stuff like that. But like, it, like apples and oranges just don't seem to have the same effect as for like, you. yeah, for me, um, you know, like I had some grapes today on my way home and it did nothing to me until I had a banana. And then I'm like, OK, that's, you know, going to get me through till dinner. Um, right. You know, and everything's different. But are are there any particular types of fruits that, you know, you choose in particularly for like, let's say your smoothies and stuff that you're looking for a certain result from that fruit, so to speak. Well, I mean, see, it's that's, a, that's such a huge I mean, yes and no. There are certain things that work better for me. And then like Rob has certain things that work better for him and just like that. I mean, for me in the afternoon, having like a banana is is it not great because I go into dinner starving because I'm so sensitive to the sugar. Um, so I do much better with like a handful of nuts or a green smoothie. And I sometimes don't even put fruit in my green smoothie and that, you know, so I do better with like a protein based or a really high fiber based snack, but it sounds like a banana works really well for you. So there's not going to be a right or wrong, but I will say this bananas, some fruits are higher in sugar content. So if you're like, you know, really wanting to have like kind of a sugar rush, grapes, bananas, um, they're going to be much higher in sugar. Oranges tend to be fairly acidic. So sometimes that doesn't yeah. work as well for people. Totally. Apples are lower in sugar. Berries are super high in, um, I mean, all fruit is better than, um, yeah, well, then, yeah, and your donuts, and, donuts and stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, you're getting vitamins and minerals and fiber in its natural form. So yeah. any of those things are going to be great. But if you're a super sensitive sugar person and have a tendency, like for me, I just notice that I do better when I don't do. I do better when things are anchored with protein or fat, not just straight carbohydrates. So, um, you know, you'll have you'd have to experiment with that. But like a lot of people will do well with like an apple and some nut butter. Or, um, you know what, that's you know, a, I'll do it better with like some celery sticks with some nut butter, but that's not going to give you the big energy push. Like, I'm just so curious as to what the energy's for. Like if you're just hungry and you're kind of feeling like I need something to eat, but it's not dinner time, then that's different than if you're like, wow, I'm exhausted. I, I need to reach for something. Yeah. And you I know, don't, I like, really, I, I really think when, if you're exhausted, then you, you need to look at why you're exhausted, you know? Well, like, yeah. I mean, especially if it's happening consistently, I exactly. mean, we're all going to have a day where we're like, I mean, remember we talked about this a couple episodes ago where you're like, I chose to have the energy drink. I did something the night before I was at work. I was like, you know, I haven't been doing these, but I'm going to have one. And that, cause that happens cause life is ups and downs and arounds. And remember yeah. that you were talking about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an okay choice. But if every single day you're having this huge crash, that's it. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And the other thing about that crash is, you know, if it's always happening in the afternoon, then I would be if I was your coach and I was working on this with you, I would be like, okay, I think that's really interesting. Let's talk about the stress of your job. Let's talk about how things are going in your relationship. Let's talk about how you feel about what's going on. And then I also want to know what time are you eating breakfast? Exactly, how much yeah. are you eating? What are you eating for breakfast? What are you eating for lunch? For lunch yeah. Are you eating it in a slow, relaxed way so that your body's really metabolizing? Because 
you know, this could even come down to I ate a really super fast lunch while I was working. Well, your your digestion is not fully turned on. Neither is your assimilation or your digestion. And the number, you know, that's a huge cause of fatigue. Yeah. And, and I find with, you know, with now that I'm switching back to trying to make that breakfast a nice big meal with some protein in it, you know, I am not overeating at lunch. And that was one of the causes for my, you know, afternoon crashes was, you know, that's a lot of food. And, and right. you know, and that's definitely one thing to look at is, you know, what, what, what are your eating patterns? You know, the. Uh, and it's king. And because, you yeah. know, the big thing about this, the big takeaway, I think, is we're not saying that you need to do these things in a certain way. But if you're having an issue, it goes much deeper than just eat this and you're going to be OK. And I honestly, um, if anyone does say, you know, eat this and you're everything's going to be great. Like, really, how can you possibly know that? Because. That's the whole point of the psychology of eating is it's who we are as eaters, how we're eating within this within the scope of our lives and how that's affecting us. And and there's so many other factors like there's so many factors that affect digestion. There's so many factors that uh, affect assimilation, you know, that are outside of the actual food choice. You know, and then there's yeah. on top of all of that, no, nothing like you and I just to take a simple question and totally make it. <laughs> oh, I knew that. That's, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Like, it's I just go time. It around, but I just, this is the thing that I think is so interesting. But, you know, then there's also even the factor of I hate blueberries. I love bananas. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Angela's telling me that blueberries are better for me. I'm definitely not. I'm telling you that, you know, I mean, whether you like it or not is going to play a part of it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Rob's afternoon snack oftentimes is a fruit and green smoothie. So we have a, one of those high powered. We have two high powered blenders. We have a Vitamix and a um, Blendtec. And we'll put in like a bunch of chard, Swiss chard or collards or and or spinach, um, Sometimes I use beet tops, whatever. And you just demolish those greens. And then he does two bananas and some frozen berries and some lemon juice. And he loves that for his afternoon snack. Like that's a to too much sugar for me. Yeah. I do well, mine yeah. with, I do mine with a little salt, arugula and an avocado and, and the Swiss chard. And I, and I love it. And that just, it doesn't, I don't have that spike. Yeah. And so I'm not as hungry coming into dinner. So it's just, you know, it's just a matter of playing around with that. And, and I all, like yeah. mine earlier in the day. He has his like not that far before dinner. Yeah. And then for dinner, he doesn't eat as much because he likes to eat a smaller dinner, which is actually really healthy for people. It, yeah, it really. So is. that works really well for him. Um, if you're doing the green smoothies, like I definitely have some preferences, like I, I either like an avocado or a banana because it makes the consistency, um, it makes it more, it makes it smoother yeah, and kind of creamy or richer. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't get that from, I haven't found that with any other fruit, but there's a ton of people that do green smoothies without either one of those things. And I'm like, ew. So, I mean, there's, you know, so many different ways to approach this, but. And also one of the things is, is where, where you're coming from. So if you have been relying on, oh, you know, some sort of a, 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 a sweeter, it could be just an, uh, a bar, you know, it could be just a, a protein bar or something, or it could be, uh, you know, that you are having some sort of uh, in energy drink or you're doing, you know, if, if you're already, if you're used to having that big sugar hit and like I am, because I, you know, like we talked about metabolism and all that, um, then, then yeah, for me, I'd probably want that, that sweeter smoothie also, but right. you know, 
And that's, I think that's also important to look at because it's like, you can't expect yourself to suddenly do, you know, the Angela smoothie. If you're used to having that more, that more sugar, you, you kind of have oh, to, right. you have to give your body some time to adjust. Um, one of the things that I know I've talked to Neil about, and, and he actually was the one that got me back into, to, um, using this as a snack is, you know, uh, just some raw carrots, the mini carrots and hummus. You know, or like you talked about, the the nut butters are fantastic. I mean, carrots or celery with some, you know, almond butter. And I mean, it's expensive, but like, you know, we've talked about before, you can get almond butter that the only ingredient is almonds. Right. There's nothing else in there. And you mix right. that with some, some good vegetables, you know, there it's, it actually tastes pretty good. And it gives you that little bit of satisfaction to get you going through the rest of, you know, your day. And I know Neil talks about that a lot, that that's, you know, cause he, he honestly, and this is, I think a lot of where these questions come out of is, you know, Neil uses, you know, he's part of that, um, uh, isogenics. He uses their products for convenience, you right. know, and, and that's where a lot of these questions come from. It's like, Hey, I just got off of work. I need some fuel for the gym. What's a good, right. healthy way to give myself some fuel or, you know, I'm having my late afternoon, you know, I need to get through the rest of the day at work. What's a, what's a healthy alternative? Because we're talking about what's convenient. Right. You know, but I mean, it's not always easy to see. You don't always have time to sit there and dip carrots into hummus. I mean, I think that's an excellent <laughs> suggestion. I think it's a great snack, honestly, super great. But you know, the thing about a smoothie is you can kind of, and, and this again goes back to, okay, we're going to go back to, you know, not being able to have a small relaxed meal, but real life right after work, you're going to hit to the gym. Like you might, you know, it might not work for you to have that. For me, if, if, if it was a situation where it was like, I was getting off work and I was trying to hit the gym and then I was going to go home and eat dinner. I would definitely do a, a, a pretty simple carbohydrate in, in that case, in that scenario, yeah, I would scenario, have like yeah. an apple or a nectarine or a, whatever piece of fruit calls you. I mean, a pear, you know, um, because if I was to have a heavy protein shake, that just wouldn't work for my workout. Yeah, see, I can't. And I don't need yeah. that many calories. I just don't need that much fuel. I may need a little pick me up to get there, but I just don't. I honestly, my body doesn't actually need those calories. I'm I'm actually, if I'm reaching for something for me, because I get up at yeah. five in the morning, I would just be because I'm tired and I'm trying to get myself going. And so it, sometimes that can be counterproductive. But someone like you, you're not necessarily up that early. Sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't. Right. And yeah. so you might, and you have such a high metabolism, you might actually need more food and it might feel really good to you to do that. And that's what Rob will do. Rob will have that. And the difference like that fruit smoothie that Rob has, I mean, it's got some fruit in it, but it definitely has the collards, the Swiss chard, you know, the beet greens, those greens. And those things are so high in, um, nutrition vitamins, minerals, so much fiber that, you know, that plant there, it's so, it's just a different thing. It's just a totally a different banana. deal. Yeah. Cause and that you, works, he'll, yeah. he'll have that and then he'll work out an hour or two later and that works out really well for him. Yeah, like you for, know, someone else might have a hard time digesting that. You know, it's hard to say. Well, and, and, and if you go look at what's available at the store, which is what people are going to grab, they're going to grab whatever smoothie off the right. shelf and it's got some protein in it. But take a look at it. It's like practically all sugar because it's it's nothing but fruit and fruit has a lot of sugar. And right. when you take to in order to make that that, you know, that eight ounce smoothie, 
there's a lot of fruit in there. And so that means there's a lot of sugar in there. And, right. uh, and that's, I think the real big difference between like the smoothies that you're talking about is because there's, you know, those vegetables that are in there, you know, are providing a lot of fiber. And like you said, a lot of nutrition. And for me, that's the key. Like I can't do some of those, like I can't grab a pear or an apple or something like that because it doesn't put anything in my stomach. And that's right. what gets me in the gym is I may have the energy, but if I get a hunger pang while I'm in the middle of working out, I'm done. Like right. I literally just, I might as well just throw my hands up. So I will eat some nuts. You know, I'll have a trail mix or something like that because at least right. it puts something in my belly, you know? Right. And but, you, here's, and that's the big thing. Like, you know, that works for you. I know yeah. that what works for me because we've tried, you know, you, you have the trial and error. That's it. Right. And I mean, if you are always reaching for a protein bar, like those things are great for like, you just can't figure something else out. But if that's constantly your habit and you're looking for a healthier alternative, then you are going to have to start planning ahead and you are going to have to like, you know, like, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's a, it's a habit and it's a, it's a challenge, but you, you know, you may be like, okay, I, this isn't, this isn't as healthy as I want to be. I'm spending all this hard work in the gym. Like what else can I do to support myself? I mean, you may go as big as like, I'm going to invest in a blender and start doing a green smoothie every morning for myself that I keep in the fridge and that I have for my snack. And then I go to the gym or you may be like, I'm going to do the, you know, the vegetable, you know, they may need more like you do. They need a, you know, an organic, healthy trail mix or, you know, some, a handful of nuts and a piece of fruit or great you know, idea whatever. right there. Yeah. Great right. idea right there. Yeah. You, you, you have to start shifting your mindset and here's the thing. And this is why we're so unhealthy is because first of all, we're all completely overbooked and super busy. Yeah. And secondly, the, the, the big food manufacturers have created these delicious tasting <laughs> quick yeah. energy snacks for everybody to support this insane lifestyle of go, go, go. So you have to be, you have to think outside what's mainstream, mainstream. Like you have to start researching and experimenting with other options and they're out there, you know, like a paleo, a paleo guy might have like, um, you know, they, they they have like paleo jerky online that doesn't have any sugar in it. They have paleo, all kinds of paleo snacks. These things are an investment because they're really high quality, usually organic nuts, some, you know, uh, some, you know, lean grass fed beef jerky type things. But, you know, it just kind of depends on how important it is that you put high quality food into your body. I mean, I think it's really important. Yeah. And that's, and, and I'll, you know, kind of to wrap this up, the, the bad, the, the bad news in all of this is if it's good for you and if, if it's probably going to make a difference, it's, it's going to be a little more expensive. And like you said, it's probably going to take a little bit of planning and, and right. that's just a fact. And that's something that I'm realizing right now is that if I want to change my habits and get into better eating habits, I actually have to work my schedule around and I have to, you know, make sure I'm, I'm planned that I get up earlier so I can make breakfast, that I have the groceries that I go out and shopping. And, and that is what's getting me out of grabbing. Like you said, those prepackaged things that are just, they're made for me, Mr. Consumer, you know? <laughs> right. Totally. And it is bad news, but it's also, if you 
if you look at it, if you choose to look at it through a different set of glasses, it can be actually good news because often when we have a health concern or we have an energy lull and, and we have something that's just not working for us, it's actually a great opportunity for us to change, to, to, to look at where life's asking us to change and evolve. So if you're always tired and you're needing this quick pick me up and you're, t- you know, you're, you're, you're realizing that the bars aren't serving you and you really want to change something else. And you're like, wow, this is expensive. And this takes some planning that might be a really great thing because it could be life calling you to say, wow, okay, I do care about what I put in my body because I realize that when I do this and this, I feel better. So if I try in this and this, maybe I'll feel even better. And it is important to me. And I mean, the changes that I've made in my work the way that I work and the way that I eat have usually come from something not working. (laughs) Like I'm, you know, experiencing some problems with my energy or I'm having headaches or I'm having something go on that's not working. And yeah, at the beginning you're like, Oh, I just want to keep doing what I was doing. But part of that is life asking us to evolve and grow and grow up a little bit. Like, you know, the partying and the pizzas every night when you were in your twenties, like that does, that shit doesn't work when you're in your forties, when you're in your fifties, but that's not, that's not the end of the world. That's life asking you to be more responsible, to take more care in preparing food choices for you to take more, because when you start choosing to be like, I'm going to get like, when I get up in the morning and I make my myself a protein shake and then I make myself for after my workout and then I make myself a green smoothie for my mid-morning snack like that's kind of me affirming that I'm taking care of my body and that this is you know get up a little earlier do a little less to make sure that I can get those things in because that's me affirming that this is my health is important taking care of my body is important so there's not that's not necessarily a bad thing although Usually it feels inconvenient it, and <laughs> yeah, it does. But I'll tell you, this is my experience. Your favorite. This is my experience. And this is why it's worth, you know, the suggestion of, Hey, try some stuff, you know, we're, you know, do what you need to do is, is it feels good when I start doing that for myself. You know, totally. I, I don't look at the price tag when I go get the food that I know is good for me. I just grab it and know I'm doing something good for myself. And this week our, you know, our front desk girl decided to bring in a bunch of donut holes and a bunch of other stuff. And they've been sitting on the counter and I have walked past them every day and it feels so good to grab my grapes. Wow. You know, it just feels so good. And that's that positive reinforcement starts to grow and it builds. And I think that's the way to look at, at least I try to look at it now is, is I just go, Hey, you know what? I'm doing something good for myself. This is worth it. And, uh, and, and it, and it reminds me to just, you know, to uh, keep looking for those better, better avenues, I guess. And so it yeah, kind of, kind of reframes it so well i think for you on that i'm so proud of you that's so cool oh she even totally tried to tempt me she's like i know you're trying to like cut back on the sugar but i thought i'd bring some of this stuff in i'm like yeah thanks (laughs) uh hello you turkey um and you know you know the other thing about that is that you're doing so well with that and it has been you know you're not coming at that strictly from a i just need to get motivated so i don't eat these donut holes like you've come around this from a total um, organic grassroots effort. You've done a lot of educating of yourself. You've done your, you've inspired yourself by watching these shows about what that sugar actually does to your body. You've done some research on candida 
nausea and all those symptoms. You know, you've done, you've, you've cleared the, the sweet drinks out of your house and started, you know, you guys now are in a house that just, we just drink water. I mean, you've really laid the groundwork and, and just totally done, you know, come out this from all kinds of levels, from all different angles, instead of just being like, I'm just going to get motivated to not do this. And I think it's really cool because it's really feeling sustainable you, it, it just, you keep bringing this up, like you're having sustainable success. And I think it's really inspirational for people. I'm well, really proud of you. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I hope I think I, that's super cool. I hope, I hope that it inspires others to keep trying some new stuff too, because it, it, you know, like we've talked about a million times, these changes aren't easy at first, but, but once you give them an opportunity to set in, you get through the discomfort, oh. it really is worth it. So yeah. Well, good for you. Well, thanks for um, the question. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Um, I hope that I hope that gave you something. You know, I hope so. I, I really wanted to I, I really wanted to hash it out. Like, I just wanted one answer. Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? There's when you asked more specifics, I said, I don't want to ask more specifics because I knew what we would do is is we'd riff on it and there'd be a lot of good stuff in there. And so, yeah. and, and so okay, I want to well, say good. thank you for taking the time to do this. And, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be in, um, well, when everyone's listening to this, I'll already be in Portland at Rose City Comic Con. And, uh, um, after we get off the phone, I'm going to, uh, click the podcast over to, uh, me and Paul Meyer having a little chat about, uh, dudes and working out. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Hanno. Have cool. a great trip. Thank you. I'll talk Thanks to you soon. for listening, you guys. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, welcome to Angela's Awesome Podcast. I got a little bonus episode here. And uh, joining me today is Paul Meyer from the Diamond Minds Podcast. Thank you. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Paul? Excellent. I've been wanting to have a conversation with you. Well, A, to kind of do a little a, a little dude's perspective. Angela does, she has men in her classes, and I'm one of them. But her interactions during the day are mostly with women. And... You know, like I said, she does deals with men too, but there are some, some significant differences. Yes, yeah. You know, uh, and, and I was just going to say, like yeah. the gym I work out, I see that too with classes. It tends to be more women that go to the classes, but there are still guys that go. Yeah, but it's majority are women. I see the women going harder than the men do for the most part at the yeah. gym, at least as far as how long they work out, how much cardio they do. Right, and, and I see the same thing when I work out in the morning. A lot of times. If I'm doing cardio, there will be a girl on the step or a girl beside me, and I'll start my cardio. And I only do, I do, because I'm, I've only got so much time in the morning. I'll do uh, 35 minutes, and then I'll go do legs. Like so, on Tuesday, Thursday, I do cardio and legs, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do upper body weights. <clears throat> and they'll still be there on that machine yep. as I'm leaving. Yep, they were there when I came in, yep. and they're on the machine when I'm leaving. And I've seen that more often than not. Yep, and yet guys will. If I'm there and a guy will come, he'll do ten minutes and then he'll get off. Yeah, right. So it's so different. <laughs> it really is, and and it's it's uh, and I've seen the exact same thing where it's like I come in and they're still going, you know, and then I'm just like, well, wow, maybe I should be doing a little more of this or a little more <laughs> yeah. of that. Uh, but this brings up something that that I heard you say, which is the reason I want to really wanted to have you on is. You mentioned uh, viewing your workouts as no different than brushing your teeth every day. 
that it's just a, a part. Lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle thing. It's not a, you know, and uh, my mother said something while she was visiting me a month ago that tied into it. That made, And she said, I want to create new habits that are where I actually have to think about it to break them. Yeah. You know, she wants to make she wants to make her new habits to break a new habit as, as hard as it was to get into it, you know, like to where where it's it's so um, it's so automatic that you wouldn't even think of it. Just like we have a habit of, you know, whatever it is, brushing our teeth or whatever our grooming things are. And that's exactly how I, I look at my workout now. But it's not like I always did that. It was I found it very difficult, like everybody. I've been trying to work out since early 20s. I was very athletic. I played football and I just, I don't know, I think it's the energy I have pent up. If I don't do something, I go crazy. Um, so what I found is I'm questioning myself. Why do I go to gym? I work out maybe a year, six months, nine months and quit and go to the gym after I get fatty and work out. And then, mm-hmm. and, and that cycle kept happening and I couldn't figure out. And then I realized that it's, it's, you know, you come up with an excuse, you go on vacation, uh, maybe your mind's just not in it or something. And so once I realized that, that it's a mindset, what I started to do was when I got in that way, you know, like say I traveled, okay, we'll just do whatever you can. That's what I started looking at. I'm still going to go. If they don't have any weights, I'll, I'll walk on the treadmill or if, you know, I'll do, I'll, I'll take my um, backpack. And I'll do some arm curls or whatever and just do more reps. And it, it started that way. And then eventually what happened, you know, is, is it got to a point where it became natural. Uh, that's what I did when I got up in the morning. I looked at what I was going to do for a workout that morning. Didn't matter, if, you know, if I was in China, or if I was in Brazil or if I was, you know, wherever, whatever gym they had. And if they didn't have a gym, I would even just go walk or run around the block some places you didn't really want to do that, <laughs> but, but I would do the fire escape. I would go up and down the fire escape, you know, just for a, a couple of times or whatever, just did something. And even though it may not have been a full workout in my mind, I had that workout. And what that did is kept that, um, repetition going. Mm-hmm. And so I got to now where, you know, I still wake up some days and go, Oh, my knee hurts or, you know, I really don't feel very good or whatever. But, I, I always tell myself, just go to the gym and lighten your weights instead of doing, uh, yep. you know, let's say we're doing chest and I start with 135. That's okay. Let's just start with 50s or something like that. Or, you know, start lightweight and do more reps and don't work out that hard today. And what I find is once I get in the gym and I get in the workroom, uh, all bets are off. It's yeah, like isn't right that back like, it's so yeah. true. Yeah, I'll and have so, that too where I'm like listening to my body saying, you know, today doesn't feel like I need to do a heavy day. And then what's funny is it ends up being a heavy day. Right. And, and it and surprises I, me. I think that, um, you know, once you get in there, you're almost uh, being mean to yourself internally saying, well, come on, sucker, you're here. Yeah. You're going to sit there and blow the lightweights. You know, like that guy's looking at you. That girl's looking at you. You know, like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not pretentious like that. I really don't care. I don't go there for looking at anybody or anybody looking at me. But uh, but you remember when it used to be like that? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, that's like today for for me, you know, uh, 
right now there's a lot of training going on. It's the end of the summer, uh, schools starting to come back in, whether it's college or high schools. And so we have a lot of uh, younger people in the gym in the evenings working out for that. And I can tell that they're all part of a team or something, right? And yeah. these these cats are doing some unbelievable stuff. There's this one guy that that grabs the uh, the pull-up bar and uh, it's it's one of those ones where it comes off the machine a little bit and it has the angles on it. And he literally pulls himself up and then pushes himself up over the top of it. So he's like doing a dip and then right. drops back down. And so he's doing a pull up where he's extending himself all the way above the equipment and all the way back down. And I look at that and I'm just like, yeah, I ain't going to try that. No, you know, I mean, just it's one thing to pull yourself up to your shoulders, but then trying to get your arms up and over uh, over. Yeah. And then he'll he'll put the chain on. And, and throw a weight on and keep oh. doing it, right? And Jeez. I sit there and I go, and then and then I just go sit right next to him with my little pull-up bar and set it at like, you know, 70, 80 pounds and, and do my slow controlled. And I don't care anymore because yeah. it's like, you're 25, I'm 46. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. I can't, you know, I used to sit on the bench press and the warm-up was uh, a 45-pound plate on each side. That was my warm-up. I'd throw that up 12, 15 times. Right. I end on that now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, I don't care. You know, it's, it's and, my, and, yeah. And to your point, uh, the people that, because I've gone to this gym now for four years and it's the same gym I went into Chicago, that I went to in Chicago for almost five years. And I see the same thing when you go that long at the same time every morning, the people that you're talking about, you see them come and go. The ones that are going hard at it, doing these like yeah. real hard things, they come and go. But the people like me who don't care, they're not there for show. They're, they're, some of them are doing really lightweight, but they got this routine. Some of them are doing mediocre weight like me. You know, they're, they're, you're not going really heavy, but it's decent. But I, I have a set routine. You, you see these people stay, they're there every day. They're you there. Get to yes. start talking to them, you know, you yep. make friends with them and wave at yep. them or whatever else. But the ones that come in that go crazy... Well, because they don't stay. And that's and that's the one thing that I kind of wanted to one thing I wanted to, to ask you about is so, you know, I know what they're doing. They're training for whatever their sport is. So right. once they're done with their training, you know, they've had their gym time. Now they're spending their time doing their sport. And so they're not doing as much gym time. If they do, it's very, you know, it's it's very little. It's a lighter because they need sustainable, to sustainable. Yeah, probably. they're saving their body for the next thing. And, and that's how I mean, I started. Uh, I played soccer and I did some track and we did some, uh, some workouts, some weight room stuff, but not too much. Most of it was, you know, get out on the field and you run, you know, you do what you're doing. Um, so we did, we did some strength conditioning, but not too much. And then for me, I was, I was always a little skinny, you know, little twerp. So I got it. I got my first weight set at my house to just to like, I was just tired of being a little skinny guy. I just wanted to and that's when I find that's when I started creating routines for myself. I started looking that information up and it became part of uh, who I was. But to be honest, that was vanity. You know, yes. it really was. And then I was just going to say that not I wasn't going to say vanity, but you were trying to build yourself up. I was. You yeah. Like how skinny you were. Yeah. And then in my in my 20s, that can you know, like when I lived with Neil, we had a bench press in there. And I mean, yeah. I was doing I would just do bench press all the time. And it was because I. I liked how I looked. This wasn't about yeah. health. I liked right. what it did for me. But what it did is it created the ideas of this is this is something I enjoy doing. And mm -hmm. as I got older and was able to afford a gym membership, I started going to gyms and that kind of stuff. But uh, the 
you know, so at, it was at that time that it be, kind of became a part of my life that just working out is part of my life. So you, it sounds like you had that same kind of experience where you did, you had athletics and stuff. And, but when did you get to where you are today, where you have this, you know, your, it's just part of your lifestyle. Where did that shift happen? I never really stayed dedicated to, like I said before, I'd be six, nine months, drop out in the gym again, just because something would come up and then say vacation or yeah, life, would something happen. Hap life would happen and you just didn't go back. But it was, and, and it's kind of a long story. Well, it's not a long story. It's kind of a <laughs> stupid story. It doesn't start with weights. It actually starts with my son, David. We, uh, he was about two or three and we went camping and, um, they had a little pool there. And so put a water wings on, he was out playing in the pool and I don't know how to swim. And so I saw him out in the pool and all of a sudden it freaked me out. I went, Jesus Christ, what happens if something happens? Hmm. Say he goes under for whatever reason. I wouldn't be able to save him. So as soon as we got back, I signed up for swimming lessons. And you, you didn't I, know how to swim. I didn't know how to swim. And that was, I think it was 28 or 29. Wow. 28, somewhere wow. around there. Yeah. And that was the hardest thing for me to do. Wow. It freaked me out so much that I couldn't save my own kid. Like if we were at a pool or a lake or whatever, that I was determined that I was going to learn to swim. That started... Really, that was the start of my routine because I, I started that. with, you know, you, you, I don't know what they call them down here, but there's level one, level two, level mm -hmm. three, level four, and then they start naming them. And I got so into it and the routine about, you know, because when you're taking swimming lessons, you go two or three times a week and you do a lot of exercise and write a lot of strokes, backstrokes, this and every lesson, every upper level lesson you take teaches you either a different stroke or more strength and endurance. And I got so into it that over two years, I went and got my lifeguard just just because oh, cool. I was into it that much. And so it was it was a goal I never sought out to to achieve, but landed up achieving it just because of getting into this routine and loving it, you know, um, seeing the difference not only in my health. And that wasn't like I say, it wasn't weights. It wasn't like I was building up and going, holy crap, you know, like, yeah, look at, yeah, those yeah, or look at that yeah. chest. Right. But I, I slimmed right down. And that was one thing I forgot to mention is when we were camping that time. Um, and I didn't know I was swimming. It freaked me out, but my wife was taking pictures and I was bending over to pull <laughs> David's shorts up or whatever. And I saw my gut hanging down to almost my knees. Right. And that picture, I could still see that in my mind today. And I like, Oh my God, what happened to me? Cause yeah. I used to be in such good shape. Right. Yeah. And that, that was another thing that got into my head, just like you were saying about, you know, you hated being skinny. Well, I hated being fat and, after doing this length of swimming and saw, you know, how trim and fit I got, um, it was something that I said, I will never go back to that again. In mm -hmm. my mind, I just said, I will never go back to that again. And so from after getting the lifeguarding and, and that, uh, I always belonged to a gym and just kept up with some sort of cardio. I'll be honest with you. I didn't enjoy the swimming part. I find it very boring. It was different when you're in a class. But yeah. to go and just swim just lengths, swim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> I just can't. It's, it's horrible. But um, I'll still go in the pool and I'll still, you know, do a couple laps and practice some of the strokes that I had learned, you know, because someday you never know. Yeah. You may have to use what you learned and just want to make sure I still know how to do a sidekick, still know how to, you know, wade in the water for any length of time. Because, you know, if you're trying to save somebody, it you have to 
expend a lot of energy and endurance waiting for the person to almost drown because that's one thing you learn if they're drowning you can't go in and save them because they'll drown you they'll they'll take you down so sometimes when they see you they'll splash and try and grab you and we learned that even if someone grabs you you go under the water because that's the last place they want to be they'll let go yeah and yeah, so then, yeah. You, then you swim away and come up and you wait until they exhaust out and that's when you go in and you actually can grab them and you you swim them back like you grab yeah. them from behind their arms and head and you actually can swim them back so it, i still remember all that kind of things to this day but but that's a great turning topic, point no that's a great <laughs> yeah. turning point though and i think that was <clears throat> kind of where I was kind of getting at is for, for a lot of men, you know, if you did like the football thing in high school and then, you know, you, you never really took it into college. You went to, and you know, and you just, you know, whatever you did in college, like most of us drank a lot of beer and had fun. Um, but you come out of that. And if you don't have something to inspire you to continue working out, you know, what's going to, what's, what's your inspiration? And, and I think sometimes for men, they don't have that same, you know, unless they continue a sport. Yeah. And it's true. What, what is the purpose of working out other than for yourself? Well, like, right. Like yeah. what other purpose is there? So when, and when you're, doing, you're in your twenties, you don't care about health. Right. I mean, not that we don't, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I'm not sitting there thinking about, oh, well, you know, in 20 years from now, I want to be able, no, I'm indestructible in my twenties. Exactly. In, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what's your, what's your motivation? You know, most, most guys aren't really that concerned about if they've put on some pounds or something like that. And, 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 you know, you've kind of made me think about that as a turning point, because what if let's say there was no pool. So we never went in the water and I never made that decision to go take swimming lessons. Nah. What, I, what would have happened? What if I ever, yeah. What if I ever had that turning point to say, geez, what a fat slob. I got to do something about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it starts with that, but in your twenties, you're still, even though you may be heavy, you can still be pretty healthy. You can still do a lot of things, you know, like yeah. you can still have a lot of energy, help people yep. move and whatever. Yep. And, and it doesn't hurt. Yeah, the but back doesn't do hurt. Your, yep. Try and do that in your forties. And you're not working out. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's true. Like metabolism in and of itself. Like I, I, when I think about myself younger, I, I didn't do that many sit-ups and stuff because I was just my metabolism burned so hot. I, you know, right, yeah. I, I was always so so thin. But you know, as my metabolism changed, and I'll tell you, you know, so I was told when I was a child, and I'm talking, it was by my pediatrician. Uh, I was born with a ton of allergies, so I have battled. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's ridiculous how many allergies I have and or had. And then, but one of the things he said is that around the age of thirty-five, that my immune system might start to uh, falter, basically, and uh, and that's because around that age is when our metabolism changes oh. and it really drops. And I noticed that when when I got into my by my mid thirties. Also, I was like, oh, there's a little more belly than I used to have. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? You know, and and so I started working out more. But the problem was that was when I was also really heavy in my drinking. Yes. And so I was always fighting this battle as much as I read about, you know, like, you know, The Rock being like, oh, yeah, well, the only thing I drink is on rare occasions. I drink, you know, diet something and vodka, you know, yeah. but other than that, he doesn't drink. And I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when I moved up here, what was fascinating is the elevation change kind oh, of yeah. countered that because your heart is working harder to right. provide oxygen and so yeah. it actually built increases your metabolism a little bit 
And it was funny. I was like, wow, I haven't done anything. And I've, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, it was that, it was that shift, you know, and metabolism. And I talk, I talk about this a lot with Angela where, where, you know, because I have a high metabolism, I can eat like crap and it doesn't necessarily show real quickly. And that could be a bigger risk than someone where it does show, where they go, okay, whoa. You know, it was like when I was drinking heavily, I did have that period of time where all of a sudden I looked in the mirror and I go, okay, whoa, that's a puffy face, you know, and I saw that physical change. Um, Yeah. But you can tell too, because you get in your habits of when you're going to the bathroom, all of a sudden you're not going to the bathroom, which means you're retaining water. Well, that that was all, I, I lost eight pounds. So... I had a period where I drank really heavily up up until it was like summer until about December. And I had something happen that, that I'm not very proud of. And it was like, okay, I have to stop. And I stopped. And within a month, I lost eight pounds. I didn't work out at all in a month. And it was and on my frame. I mean, I weigh, you know, roughly 150, right? So that mm-hmm. was pretty significant. It was all water weight. Wow. It was yeah. all retention. And it was really crazy. That's when I started to realize how, um, how alcohol, you know, and this was, this was, I mean, this is 15 years ago, this yeah, yeah, way, yeah. way long time ago. And, um, that how much of an effect it has. Yeah. I noticed it too. Uh, I'll, I don't drink, I drink on weekends usually, or I might have a glass of wine with, with supper or something with my wife, but normally it's not till Friday, Saturday, we're all a few drinks or when I'm podcasting with David, but if things happen, like, what happened last Saturday? <laughs> drink a little bit too much. I see an immediate effect. Like like immediately next day, my hands are all swollen. Uh, I feel bloated. I, I feel heavy, sluggish. You know, and and I hate that. I hate that. And I keep. And now that I've met you and and listened to you, <laughs> um, I keep thinking of you. Like God, I, I I really I'd like to be Henno. <laughs> I would like to, but I'm not. You know, I'm not at that point that. Well, you don't have to. I, Right. I, I'm, it's not that I can't control. It's just I no. did something stupid. Well, it's, hey, it's no different than, than, than we talk about on the show of that the night that you just sit on the couch and you eat all the ice creams. Right. You know, yes. it's, it's okay. It's, that's, it's not a big deal. It doesn't mean you have a problem. You know, it's like right. we get to right. indulge every once in a while. But we also, you, you're at this point where you're kind of a finely tuned machine right now. Right. And, yeah. And, and you notice it when you push the limits. It, it's true. It, it's it's weird that the better health you're in, the worse you feel when you push those limits. You know, like when I wasn't working out, mind you, I can't remember that anymore. But, but I still. remember I could abuse it a lot more yeah. and do a lot more things and I didn't notice it. But once I started, you know, once I was fit and kept working out, yeah, uh, it changed my life, not just from being fit, but, you know, I I said I had a pretty close drinking problem when I was younger until I, I did uh, get into that swimming and my kids came along and whatever else, all of a sudden yeah. my priorities changed. It's yeah. like, Whoa, dude, you got to wake up here. You've got other responsibilities to take care of. And, um, you know, you've got to change things. Yeah. Kind of like, like you say, when you got to that mindset where you just said, this isn't working, right. This has got to stop. And yeah. so I got more control of my life and, you know, I never even before talking to you today, I never even thought about that point as a changing point. But there's so many things that I can almost attach to that, not just my workout routine, but a lot just of lifestyle in like, general. Yeah. And that's and that's so for me, and this is kind of want to go back a little bit here. You know, I was talking about all the reasons that we worked out when we were younger. 
or the reasons we don't or whatever it is. But at some point, I know for myself, it went from, uh, it went to, I'm working out for health. I'm right. working out for my long-term health. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at 10 years from now, 20 years from now, how do I want to feel? You know, th- th- somewhere along the line, that shift occurred. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was less about how I look and more about how I feel and does, you know, my workouts became more structured on what do I want to do? Like, for example, you know, with Angela's great with this right before ski season, we start focusing on, on the body parts that we're going to need when we go skiing right, and right. that kind of stuff, you know, and, and I started shifting how I worked out. It was, I did the whole four days, you know, what was it? Three days on one day. I don't even remember what it was, that whole thing, you know, where you're like one day's <laughs> yeah, back yeah, and yeah. biceps and the next day's blah, right. blah, blah. And, that, and I yeah. had, you know, and I took supplements and I did all this stuff. And then finally I was just like, you know, it, it, what am I getting? I, oh, I switched to just going three days a week and just doing an all over body workout. Yes. And it wasn't any different. It didn't, I mean, you know, it's yeah. like, it didn't matter. And I was going, okay, value here. And then when I, the first time I went and did a workout with Angela and I, like I've shared this before on the show, I, I didn't almost didn't make it. I was about to hurl. <laughs> I mean, I seriously, the 45 minute mark. And it reminded me like the first time I ran track in high school and I just puked all over the infield. Right. I mean, it was brutal. And I, and, and this is just good, solid cardio for roughly 45 minutes. You know, right. we do a little warm up in the beginning yeah. and I couldn't even do it. And, and it finally changed kind of, and after, after getting up early and doing it, you know, at least twice a week, I found like what you're talking about with the sw- swimming, I felt healthier. I felt, you know, it, I trimmed down a little bit. It was, it, it felt good. And I started to realize it's like, you know, this is better for my health. Yes. You know, so, and, and I think, I think that's where a lot of people who, you know, when they finally have that turning point, whatever it is. Like you're talking about where you look down and you go, yeah, this is not acceptable anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so and what would you say to people like that? That, uh, that hit that, that point and they want to start building those new habits. It's like, you know. So th- to me, a lot of people get intimidated when they go to the gym. They hit that point, And I see this every January in the gym. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. seen this gym, <laughs> yeah. right? These people yeah. go, okay, we've hit this point. We got to do something. You see them for like four to six weeks and they slowly start disappearing. And yeah. before you know it, by March-ish kind of thing, it's the same group again. You might see one or two faces that stayed, but it, the odds are out of the, you know, say a hundred people, five stayed. <laughs> The rest all disappeared to sit out. You know, they get back into those old habits. So it's not, it's as much forming new habits as, as breaking your old habits. And it's, mm. and again, it's got to be a mindset where you're going, oh, I don't want to go to the gym because I know I have to do this and I know I have to do that. And I'm really not looking forward to it. You got to turn that around and say, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do what I can do. If I find that 50 pounds is too heavy, I'll drop to 40. If I found 40 pounds are too heavy, I'll drop to 30. You got to think it backwards, not say, oh, I'm going to go do 50 and I really don't want to do 50. Well, then don't do 50. But what you find is once you start getting into feeling better, just because you don't look better necessarily, but usually 
you know, when I found when, even if you get away for it for a while, like when I used to travel, sometimes it was tough because I'd go for China for three weeks. And so you'd be away from your workout for a while. And you did the best you could, but it's not the same as going back to your gym and getting back to the weights that you're used to. And it was tough then coming back for that long to try and get back in your routine again. Those were really tough, mentally tough for me because I knew when I got back, I couldn't just jump on and start out at 135 on the bench. I couldn't just jump back and, you know, throw up 70s on shoulders or whatever. I had to, okay, I'm going to have to mentally think about reasonably working back up and I, and you just can't do it over a couple of days. You're going to have to build this back up over a few weeks and I'd get to the point where I'm comfortable again and I'd be off to China or Brazil or Poland or India or wherever. And so this was constantly happening to me through a few years. It was a struggle to stay focused. And I guess trying to get to your point, how, how do people stay focused is you have to really, you know, you want it. But I mean, when I say you want it, you have to really want it to be part of your life. It's something that, you know, it's like making that commitment to yourself of when you stop smoking, like people who smoke, let's say there's all kinds of ways of smoking, but really only smoke, the only way to stop smoking is stop smoking. You can't cut down to five a day and then two a day and then one a day. And usually those people are back on it, off, on, off, on, off, on. You have to say, this is now part of my life. This is my lifestyle. I will do something every morning. I'm going to get up and I would always plan like wherever I was, I'd plan, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do the stairs. Right. I know, I'd know what I was going to do. And, I would, I would have it all planned out and uh, set my alarm. Because a lot of time these time changes, you know, that's another thing. Oh that's God, killing that's, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's thirteen hour difference in China, so nights yeah. day and days night. So you are, you know, you're lucky if you get two hours sleep the first few nights, and you get up and you're just totally exhausted. But I'd still go to the gym, <clears throat> and it was that mental forcing over over that period of time for me anyways just it wasn't I'm not going to tell anybody in lie and say it wasn't easy it, I mean it was easy it wasn't easy at all it was a lot of mental mental thinking through that um you're going damn it like some little yeah <laughs> some little guy sitting on your shoulder saying you know you're going you're not slacking off today you get to that gym and do it whatever you can and yeah. now I don't have that little guy telling me anymore. My car just drives to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still think sometimes yeah. like, oh, man, you know, I don't know if I can do the weights. But it's okay to me now. Like you say, you get to that point where I'm okay with it. If I get to the gym and I can't do the weights I did last week, I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, I still talk to guys at work that like, you know, they'll say, hey, what would you do today? You know, they're just trying to goat me. And I say, yeah. oh, you know. I could only get up to 155 or something like that. And they laugh. I said, yeah, I know. Old guy. Right. And I just brush it off. And I, but I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it, like uh, I'm a month away from 56. Right. And I look at other people around me. that are 56. I don't have a problem with what I've done, where I'm at and what I'd look like today. Yeah. Right. So I'm now at what you said. Where am I going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Yeah. I've made it there now and see the difference working out does and staying healthy. And yeah, I've, sometimes the amount of travel that I did years ago is really hard, not only from the fitness perspective, but eating as well. It's very difficult to yeah. eat good on the road, especially in different countries. So that was difficult trying to watch what you're eating, you know, 
obviously, you know, people around you're ordering all kinds of good, juicy, fat stuff. <laughs> I'll have the tofu and. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's so, so, so food-wise. Do you do most of the food preparation in your house? Yeah, I do all the cooking. Okay. So it, that's tough because with kids, they don't. You know, kids are kids. They don't <laughs> like the healthy stuff at all. <laughs> so we always have the big box of spinach. And uh, a lot of times me and my wife will, I'll make a spinach salad for us with, um, I'll chop in tomatoes, uh, whatever we have that's fresh, sometimes avocado, um, put some almonds in it, dressing, whatever. And that cuts down your meal portion. So, okay, sometimes it's going to be high carb day with spaghetti. Sometimes it's a store-bought fettuccine from Costco. But what I find is if you eat the salad, then you eat a lot less of the, the other thing, yeah. The other thing. So <clears throat> it, I'm trying to balance it up because I have to work with the family too. Or I'm cooking two different meals or three different meals. And yeah, that's tough too because I, you know, by the time I get home and try and work, work uh, it in with everybody's schedule. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not easy trying to balance the food part out. So I think that uh, I appreciate you bringing up uh, your age <laughs> because I was thinking about that after we did the thing last week and I was going, okay, I'm 46. You know, oh. I know, I know Paul's 56 and I was like, <laughs> yeah. here we are. We were talking about this 10 years from now. And it's like, and, and I just love how everyone talks about Paul's guns. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll take those when I'm 56. But, yeah. but honestly, that's one of the, when I, when I moved up here and uh, up into the the Wood River Valley, and it was one of the things to do is to uh, hike up the ski hill early in the morning. And Angela and Rob do this like every weekend. And you hike up, and it's it's three thousand vertical feet if you can get to the top, and then you ski down. Yeah, and it's mostly about the hike up. You know, you're whatever it is. If you if you got a snowboard or or you know. You know, if you have a split board, you're using your split board. If you have a snowboard, you know, you get your snowshoes on. Me, I, I have to, I tell, I learned how to tele ski, so I go up with my tele skis. And I mean, it's, it's, it's rough. And, you know, here I am thinking I'm in pretty good shape, you know, and, and I got past like I'm standing still the first time. And I was talking to my, one of my coworkers who does it all the time. He's like, hey, how was it today? I'm like, it's great, but I got past her. I was like, I was standing still. What'd the guy look like? And I kind of describe him whenever he's like, yeah, that guy's like 78. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I want what he has. And that's where I kind of hit this, th this, I started to shift a little bit. My mindset started to shift a little bit as like, okay, what, what do I want physically later in my life? And, yeah. and from the little uh, thing we did on with that podcast with, you know, uh, where do I see myself in 10 years? The two things that were very constant themes for me was, uh, well, one was social. I just, mm -hmm. I love the friendships. I love the interactions. And the other one was health, yeah. you know, was the ability to do the things that I want to do. I don't need to run marathons. I don't need to, you know, do these. I've, I've done those. I've done those accomplishments. You know, those are in my past and I'm okay with that. You know, well, that, that's what's starting to scare me as you get up in age is the things that happen to everybody as they get up in age, the cholesterol, you know, the high blood pressure, um, acid reflex, you know, like yeah. you, you talk to most people at work, they're taking these pills for this, these pills are this for, you know, I don't take anything right now and you know you'd like to say your metabolism changes as you get older um i'm hoping 
that with the diet, with the exercise and with some good luck maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I can stay away from that stuff. You know, I can keep my cholesterol low and the good cholesterol high and yeah. keep the blood pressure down. <clears throat> um, sometimes it's hereditary, you know, as you get older, yeah, but yeah, I, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. From what I understand, what I've read, uh, working out with weights is, is really good both for your bone structure as you get old. Cause it keeps, I guess your if I have this right, your bones get brittle, mm-hmm. but working out keeps your bones soft and, and, um, healthy. Yeah, there was this thing so, about support that that I read recently about uh, people who, when they run, their knees hurt. Yes. And 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 they there was a they were basically doing a study on this, and they had people with you know had knee problems, and they had you know knee specialists, and they got the people to run. And after about a week, the knee hurting went away, and actually their knees got stronger, and it hurt a lot less. Really? Um, because, yeah, they're basically, and it's funny because I've actually started to reincorporate running, and I find that my knees don't hurt as much as they used to. I mean, it was not easy. I mean, I'm not going to get, you know, it's like it sucked. The first week was kind of tough, but that it was the idea that you're actually stimulating those joints. You're getting the blood in there. Hmm. You're, um, yeah, and it was it was counter to what I felt. Um, I I used to run and I used to do step and all that. And then when I had knee surgery last year, because the meniscus was torn on mm -hmm, both of my mm -hmm. knees. So they went in and cleaned that out. But when he went in, he he showed me the pictures after he says, your knees are all deteriorating. It looked like cobblestone or, you know, like washed concrete, you know, where it has all the little pebbles. Yeah. And uh, he says, you're going to need knee replacements at some point in time. And I'm looking at him dumbfounded, like, what? And he says, if you, you know, you're too young to have that done yet, but you can prolong it. But how you prolong that is no more running, okay. no more steps, no more lunges, no more, you know, and he's going on. I'm like, but I do that. I do that. I do that. I do that. And I had to change, you know, here's something again, where I had a, uh, a set routine that I was doing. I was happy. I got into it and I had to change my whole routine. And so just because you make it a lifestyle doesn't mean that things are still not going to change for you. And as you're going through, you have to adapt to your surroundings and to you. Because as you get older, things change, life changes. And so now, you know, he said, you can ride bike, you can swim. I'm not swimming. (laughs) (laughs) I've done enough of that. (laughs) Yeah, I've done enough of that. So bike riding, elliptic, you know. So now they have this elliptic where you can actually do step and you can do elliptic like you can change it from doing step in motion to doing elliptic and so i'm trying that out right now but it's really difficult for me after doing that kind of cardio for so long i don't find i'm getting enough i'm not getting my heart rate up i'm not breathing hard and so i feel am i really getting the the workout that i i want yeah well you know what I'm going to have to look this up for you because it was my sister is the one that turned me on to this because we both have horrible knees. We just tore meniscus, the whole deal. We've had ACL replacements, everything. And she was the one that found the study and, and she went back to running and, and she is now running again because she had been told not to run anymore, just ride your bike, blah, blah, blah. But she wasn't getting any, anything out of it. And there were some events where the, you know they were doing runs or walks or whatever for cancer, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, right. I really want to participate in this. And she found this and she said, you know what, I'm going to start running again and she started running again and she said yeah it ached at first but she's like my knee pains went away really so yeah, if yeah. you could find I'll that, that, find I, that yeah I would, I would love to read that and 
you know, I wish I had, had, I've never read books on the subject or whatever, but there's enough knowledge out there to get into something that they can do to better themselves, both in health and fitness, you know, without, without further injuring, say an old injury, or if they have hip problems or whatever their health issue is, let's say there, there is something out there for everybody. And I mean, I would encourage anybody now with the internet, you could look up almost anything, right. To say, you know, how do I work out with this injury or how do I work out if I'm this heavy? Cause you don't want to go all out. I think I'd mentioned that on, on Twitter before I went on vacation, I was working out and I, I saw a guy just collapse on the treadmill. Oh, uh, brutal. Yeah. And, uh, he went into cardiac arrest. They had five trainers, but that's what oh. I love about the gym I met. There's trainers everywhere. There was five guys on him within like Our, seconds, yeah. right? And uh, doing CPR and everything. And eventually the ambulance come. But I hate seeing that because that's somebody that didn't pay attention to everything you've read or heard, right? Like see your doctor first, uh, you know, do some research. You don't want to just, you don't yeah. just jump on a treadmill and start going hard at it. Yeah. That's how a lot of people die when they get older is, say, you know, where you live where it's snow and, and they go out that, that day to shovel snow and they go too hard and boom, their heart goes out. Yeah. Because well, they hadn't been working out all summer, you know. Yeah. Kind of Neil took me on the first mountain bike ride I'd ever, you know, been on. I'd, I hadn't, you know, I'd biked when I was a kid, but I hadn't done it in, in a lot of years. And, and he took me out and I remember he did a ride that he does all the time, like it was nothing. And we got to the end of it and I was like about to lose my stuff. I mean, it was just <laughs> like, oh, you know. But it's this thing yeah. where, where you know, your friends can be good inspiration, but you need to also be honest with, right. you know, what you're, Yourself. you know, and we do this with hikes, you know, this where you go on a vacation and you're like, yeah, let's go do this hike. And you haven't yeah. been hiking, you know, and all of a sudden you go up and about halfway, you know, about halfway up, you're just like, okay, I don't, you know, and then, you know, yeah. joints and then something bad happens, you know, where you pull a muscle, you know, that yeah. kind of a thing. And there's a mountain in China, just down from the hotels called Mount Shenzhen. And uh, they had cement steps that were numbered. And so 1,600 steps, but their steps aren't like our steps. Their steps are like 10 inches, not the seven and a quarter uh -huh. or whatever. So you really have to lift your legs. And it was about, about a mile and a half to two miles to get to this mountain from the hotel. So we'd walk, and I'd always talk people into going, and they're, they're usually like 20 years younger than me. And I would lose them at about the 200-step mark. <laughs> and so I'd, I'd say, well, I'm still going to the top. Uh, I'll get us water because they had a little yeah. kiosk at the top or whatever with cold water. And it's cheap. It's like two RMB, which is, well, it's not cheap. I guess it was about 12 cents <laughs> for a bottle <laughs> of water. But, <laughs> but, you know, I would hike to the top, get the water, come back. And uh, we, we, they'd want to take a cab. I'd say, no, I'm walking back to the hotel. So if they'd grab a cab. I would walk back. And we're talking, like I said, the average was 20 years or more younger than me. Yeah. But, you know, at that time, I'm thinking, is it me? You know, am I just that energetic? Or is it because of this working out constantly that, it, it you know, you can just do things like that at the spur of the moment and not, I mean, I'm not saying it was easy. It was, it was a hike. <laughs> yeah, but you have a mindset. Yeah, but there's, a, there's a definite mindset. And I think this is something that, that, like that day that I went out with Neil, what kept me up with him is when I was younger, I used to run cross country track, 
Well, uh-huh. y- you learn to deal with your aches and pains. When you run long distances, when you do anything over a long distance, whether it's a bike ride or a run or anything like that, or even hiking, you have to get past those point where your your body is saying, okay, I want to stop. And you have yeah. to say, I, we're not stopping. We need to keep going. And And I think it's something that you have to learn. And I think we, you know, like with you, with doing all that swimming you did, you know, you had got to that point where you're like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And, and I, and I really, I think that, I think it's something that, that is not, it's not natural, you know, that you, 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 you gain it at some point. And once you've gained it now it, and that's what helps people do that little extra bit at the gym or whatever it is that they know that, okay, I know I can get past this, this barrier you know, and then I'm free, you know? Yeah. Right. And And it's funny you say that like barrier, because when you picture the people that do come to the gym every day, like you do, and you, if you look at them, they're zoned out. They're not in any other world, but their own. They're not thinking, they're not looking in the mirror watching, you know, like what the weights are doing for them or heaving hard. They're, they're, they're basically in their own zone. Um, you know, like gotten past that, you know, that pain or, you know, that mindset, it's, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like an out of body experience. That's what I find sometimes I go to the gym and all of a sudden I'm done. Yeah, I'm like, well, whoa, what happened? <laughs> yeah, and that's where that runner's high comes. That's where, you know, that, that uh, and it's happened in, 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 in class a bunch of times where I, I was like, it was about 30, we do this horrible thing called the, uh, um, oh, I'm spacing it right now, um, it's right on top tip of my tongue. But anyhow, we're, the assembly line, that's what it is. So Angela sets up the gym where we're literally running down the gym, you know, walking back or whatever it is, but we're doing something different. We skip, we, you know, we backwards, we lunge, we whatever. And it's, it's just constant. It's cardio level like you would not believe. And we get to this point where I'm literally, I'm bonking, I'm done. My energy's <laughs> gone. I'm, 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 I actually will get a tunnel vision where I start to get right. it, my vision turns into these two little white spots. And That's when you know you're done. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm just like, okay, just get through it. Just get through it. We have a little bit more. And then all of a sudden this thing happens where it's like, boom, it's gone. And I have right. all this energy and all of a sudden I am running faster than I was at the beginning. And yeah. that's that part where that's where people get achieve. I know people that have suffered from depression and they run for that because they get the runner's high. And that's when the fat burning starts. That's when your body is no longer grabbing your, your you know, grabbing from your blood. blood yeah, yeah. It's now starting to dive into those fat stores and you're, you're starting to go aerobic. And so that's very crucial that you get past that point. You know? And that's where that heart rate zone is too, right? If you stay within a certain heart rate zone, that's the fat burning zone. You go above that, it goes back into the sugar. You're burning, burning blood zone. sugars, yeah, right, exactly. And that's why that's why for me, one of my um, workout things, and I, I read about this from a, um, a wrestling coach. He has his guys eat just some oatmeal before because uh, it your your body turns oatmeal into glucose real quickly and that helps you for that first 10 minutes it gives you a a, a quick blood sugar mm. that because your body processes it very quickly makes it into glucose you have that instant energy to get you through and then you know to then where it you goes go, into the fat we, cells yeah when you get into the aerobic point you know huh. and you go and then i don't know i'm just i've never actually really looked into it as like what causes the when does the runner's high kick in you know <laughs> i've heard of that where where people who do these marathons they get into that runner's high it's almost like adrenaline i guess starts 
pumping into your body or is it something similar to that 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 they don't they don't feel nothing it's like you they're, don't, yeah. they're as light as the wind or yep. they just can go forever yeah and i have not experienced that you haven't okay <laughs> i was just curious well no, I, when i used to run right i could never i mean i could run but um not i was never a long distance runner i only you know i could only go so far and it was you know i was done after two miles let's say or whatever i don't know how these guys do these 10 20 25 i have no interest in it any longer <laughs> i just uh, don't i just don't know you did it right like i just how do you do it yeah how I do mean, you yeah i mean we you know it's one thing when you're when you're younger and you're running with your friends you know and <laughs> yeah. and you know you're that training was fun because we were out in the you know beautiful you know where i grew up we have all these lakes it's a mm. our watershed and we're running along all these fire roads and you're with a group of people and you know you're all pushing each other and you're enjoying yourself but then in the competitions that's where i really didn't enjoy myself because now i'm by myself i'm in my own space i'm competing yeah. against other people and it's just not like for me now i'd rather hike I'd, and and i hike i walk fast yeah me too you know and so I think the same thing happens when I go on a hike, like, you know, like you were talking about being in China with the stairs where you just, you're yeah. going and you're going and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I can keep going. Yeah. I, I could never just, I could never get that with running. I could do it with every other exercise, weights, whatever, but I, you know, running, I, it, maybe it got boring. Maybe it was That's too, for me, yeah. Yeah, maybe it just got to my mind where, you know, like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah. Because, I mean, I, 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 I have a hard time I'm so aware of what my body is doing that I'm not thinking of anything else. And that's just right. not enjoyable to me. No, no. You know, when I'm hiking, I can let my mind wander a little bit. But when I'm running, I'm so concentrating on my cadence and my breathing and, and you know, keeping that rhythm going. And um, I'm not I don't do that as much with cycling, you know, because I just well, think, really don't care. But I think what ruined it for me is I was a sprinter in high school. I won a lot of ribbons in track and field, and, and I, it was always the 100, 200, and 400. And mm -hmm. I was a running and gunning. Yeah. And every time I tried to jog, like just jog or run, I couldn't get a cadence going slow enough. I would uh, always seem to, you know, I'd be, okay, I'm going to go real slow, real slow. And then my mind would wander, and before I know it, I'm running. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm literally running down the road like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. You know, I think I just could not ever get that cadence, you know, a runner's cadence where what you were just talking about, where yeah. you've got to get that pulse going so that you can keep your body flowing at a certain zone level and all that. But I, there was no knowledge about that back then when I was a kid. And it, you know, there wasn't this, hey, you have to get in this fat burning zone. <laughs> it's true. They didn't t teach nothing. They just said, hey, yeah. go run the track. Some people, <laughs> got it. Some people didn't. <laughs> you know, I never, I never got into the long distance thinking of it, you know, so. You're, have you ever done yoga? No, actually, I've never done yoga. I've done, I take that back. I did, no, that was that Pilates. It was either Pilates yoga. I took one class. And I've got arthritis and I found it very difficult because, you know, you're taking your feet over yeah, your yeah. head or whatever, certain positions where you hold and pose. And what I found that night, I ached all over. <laughs> my joints ached all over because, you know, like I say, my joints only move so much. And, it, you know, as you get older, your arthritis starts coming. There's nothing you can do about it. But having exercised, I haven't had to take anything for it. You know, I don't take any yeah, Advil yeah. or I don't have to. I can... And they say with arthritis, if you keep exercising, working through it, it, it won't amount to, you know, it won't get painful or whatever. But 
uh, it does it does affect your movement, and especially my knees. Yeah, because my knees. Sorry. Oh no! So I was just saying, my biggest concern with is is the not being limber enough and getting too tight, you know, and, and yes. like, you know, where my knees and things are, where, where things ache because I just don't have the range of motion that I really should have. And that's, and yeah. I, I grew up, uh, worked out with a guy in Chicago that grew up in Singapore. Um, his mom and dad were from Britain, but he, he worked for a private company that did military arms. So they moved a lot around the world. So they were, they were from Britain he uh, lived in Africa for a while, and then in his teenage years, he grew up in Singapore, and he learned all these martial arts. That's where, he, and he was okay. this guy was ripped. I mean, he's the guy that I worked out with all the time in Chicago, and kind of taught me more on the weight side. Because up to Chicago, I did like you were saying a full body workout with light weights. Um, I was just trying to keep that slim, trim. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't really looking to bulk up, but. He kind of got me more into like a, a, a weight training and concentrating on yeah. muscle groups. Yeah. But his his biggest thing was flexibility, staying stretched. Okay. He would work more on stretching out than he did on on the weight training. But when he hit the weights, oh my god, this guy could pump like, yeah, iron, like yeah. slap plates on it, boom, boom, boom. But he swore that it was all about staying flexible and stretched. So do you is, still have stretching as part of your routine? I do. I do. I stretch out okay. in the morning, but um, depends what I'm doing. Like if I'm doing weights, you know, stretch my arms behind my back, uh, um, above my head. You know, I try and do – when I – funny part, I was one of those guys that took those classes. I'd be in classes of like 28 girls and there would be me. <laughs> awesome. That's <laughs> but, awesome. That, uh, yeah, it, it really, you know, from the swimming, I kind of evolved into that type of thing where yeah. it was, because um, it was still kind of, to me, it was uh, all to do with just keeping busy. Like you said, you you get into a workout zone, but, you know, with the classes, they do weights and, you know, everything. So it's like a full body fitness again, just where I want it to be. And they're hard. Like you said, you get, you take some of those step classes in that. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll push you harder than you'll ever push yourself. You're just soaked by the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I encourage people if they want to start somewhere, those classes are do great. Do classes. I know. Same here. Yeah. You'll go. And but, so. Yeah. Um. What was I talking about? Did you have stretching as part of the class then? Oh, that's right. Stretching. Yeah. Yes. That's thank you. Uh, that's what I was getting at is that's where I learned to stretch. Okay. You know, at the first they tell you, you know, like they always stretch you out and do this, do that and whatever and with your legs. And then at the end, how to stretch. And that's where I learned to stretch. So after when I started working out on my own, not doing classes anymore, but getting into the Monday, Wednesday, Friday is weights, Tuesday, Thursday, and then the weekend is cardio. At least I knew, knew how to stretch. You know, yeah. and, I, and I've continued that. I can still, to this day, bend over and put my palms on the ground. Okay, with great. Legs wow. Being straight. Yeah. Yeah. I lost so that. that <laughs> <laughs> I want that back so bad. I can't. I used to be able to do it when I ran track and I was in, in soccer and stuff, but I, I've, I've gotten that tight. It was my years of jet skiing was very brutal. It's a, I'm very fixed in a single position. And I lost so much of my flexibility. And like, even now when I go see my chiropractor and I, it's difficult for me to put my hands behind my head, you know, behind my neck. And that used to be a piece of cake. Yeah. You just stick them back there and boom. And, and I'm like, Oh, I need to work on this. But it's one, that's, that's my challenge right now. Physically for me is getting into a routine of stretching because 
this is the one place where I go, I am so far behind and I have so far to go to where I used to be that mm. it's kind of daunting. And I just sit there and I kind of go, screw it because, you know, well, like you, I couldn't, I couldn't do it before those classes. It was those classes that, you know, through as time evolves and you keep doing it every day, every day, you all of a sudden eventually say, Hey, I touched the floor. Yeah. And all of a sudden one day your hands touch the floor. And then before yeah. you know it, your palms are touching the floor and, and then it, it, you know, you get that excited that you don't want to lose that. So I've kept that yeah. up. Like I say, I've kept that up to this day. Oh, that's great. Can, you know, I can still, you know, put See, my full yeah. arm run there you go. my head and yet, you know, some people say, oh, the muscle's too tight. Well, no, you if you keep it up, it doesn't matter how much you build up, you still keep that flexibility. Yeah, that flexibility, yeah. I need to take my own advice from when I did the Shoot the Shred episode, and I talked about, hey, if you want to learn an instrument, just try 10 minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you want to get limber, just try stretching 10 minutes a day. It's not that much. <laughs> That's true. So you don't stretch at all? Like no, I do. I, when, I, when I'm done with my workout, I will sit down and I'll do it, but I'm not very diligent with it, and it's just the one thing where... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm usually like, all right, I'm ready to go home, you know, and I, I need to take the time to do it or I need to start making it part of my morning day again. I used to do quite a bit and it's the one place I need to find it. That's why like, I like I hear I'm, I've done yoga a couple of times. It's not my thing. A friend of mine offered to do some Tai Chi with me. And that seemed really interesting. I'd yeah, really like yeah. to learn it's that. It's discipline though, like learning the motions. Yeah. And all the moves. All the moves. Yeah. But, but they're, uh, you know, I, I I wish I you know maybe yoga would help again to get into get into it like just keep the stretching. But you know, I I still think to this day that guy was right. Keep keep yourself stretched. Yeah. He says it'll pay you back in the long run. That's one of the most important things you can do for your body is keep keep it stretched stretched out. I mean, he had this leg machine that you would crank open your legs yeah, like yeah. like ratchet it. Yeah, and uh, sit there. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I'd watch him. I'd just like start breaking out in a sweat, and he yeah, just watching how far apart. <laughs> he, he jumped on a table, jumped up in the air, and landed on the floor in the splits, and <sighs> didn't even blink an eye. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> but well, that's that's how he was. I mean, yeah, and he proved his point. I mean, the guy was yeah. an incredible fit person, like just ripped and flexible. And like I said, I learned a lot from him. I've never, I wish, you know, I love to read, but I love to read books. I love to read like, uh, you know, fiction or yeah. adventures or whatever to sit and read, you know, about working out. I'd tried a fitness magazine and I'd read some articles and that, and it just got boring to me. It was like, yeah. you know, it's the same thing, only different. <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing, only different, you know, and then before you know it, it's like, this is just the same thing. Every I'm not magazine. learning it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I love your guys show. Is is that you're talking about things that I don't have to do? You guys have done the research and you bring this these great knowledge things to the table, but also I love the uh, the actual world experience yeah, the aspect. Real, yeah. That the real world that you know you you've lived and and done these things and you can speak to it like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I remember when da 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 and you know many times you've done that and so that's why I like you know hearing hearing both sides here's here's what the doctor said here's the real aspect of how it works you know it's not necessarily ver verbatim word for word on this is how it works usually those books are written to get your mind thinking yeah right Exactly. Put you in the, put you in a good spot to say, okay, I understand now. I got to work on that. I got to work on my my realm. 
Yeah. And I think that's to kind of, to kind of bring it around full circle is why I think that health at every size, that concept is so important is because it doesn't matter where you're at at any time you can start to become more healthy. You yes. can start to stretch. If that's all you start with is just some stretching, you know, you're, you're just talking to you right now. You're having me, you've re reinvigorated <laughs> me with it. It's true. I need to, I need to talk about these things. I need to reconnect. Right. It's like, what am I doing today? What am I not doing? And, and, but to sit there and it's like, you know, vanity, whatever reasons we have for like, Oh, I need to shape shift or whatever. Well, health that's the real thing is it's like we, i'd like to, i want to be doing this for my long-term health and where i want to see myself in 10 years and and i want to i want to inspire and that's why i loved when angela brought that in it kind of shifted things on the show a little bit with it's like you know mm -hmm. we want to inspire everyone to think of to do it for their health to be happy with who they are today you know right. it's like how do you you know how, i mean my metabolism's changed. I have, I probably weigh more than I ever have in my life because my metabolism's changed, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I just go, I go, okay, well, that's where I'm at today. I'm, I, I, the old me would want to get back to where I was. Yeah. And the new me saying, this is who I am today. Keep doing what you're doing for your health. Let go so of the outside influences. A year ago that, that I went through that in my mind, I wanted to get back to the weight I was when I was a teenager, like 179. And... I actually accomplished it, but I was so lethargic and weak. I mean, I'd still go to the gym, I'd still work out, but it was such a huge effort. And I realized that your body changes. It, it, it's yeah. just not what you can, you know, it's telling you, hey, dude, you don't have any energy left in you that I'd stored. You know, like people, they say that as you get older, your body adjusts because it stores fat differently and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, I, I had nothing left. I guess I'd slimmed down so much that it was, it was, I had no energy. Yeah. And, and so I, I've come back up to probably 195 and I, I'm a little poochy on the stomach, but. But how do you feel? <laughs> I feel great. You, you feel know, great. That's, that's all that's yeah. important. That's all that matters. Yeah. I really, cause yeah. that was my, um, the reason I see a chiropractor now regularly is because of the muscles I pulled when I decided I wanted to see how big I can bulk up. Well, guess what? My body isn't <laughs> going to do that anymore. And I had, I had yeah. an old injury that just went, um, yeah, no, thank you. Boom. Yeah. Six weeks of utter pain. Right. And so Ouch. now, you know, that's why I think is like, listen to our bodies, you know, how do you feel? That's all that matters. You know, if you're not feeling good, okay. See, what do you need to do about that? You know, and that's so. what I'm saying that that things will hit you. Things things come at you. I was working out about a year and a half ago. I was doing um, curls, arm curls, and I I ripped my bicep right off. Ooh, so ow! I was, I, yeah. Oh. So I was pulling up. All of a sudden, I just felt this sharp pain, and, and was about halfway, and then I tried to go again, and I couldn't. So I went, oh, something something's wrong. I'll just do I'll just do a bar. <laughs> of course. <laughs> So I grabbed the bar. How, and very, how very masculine of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't know at the time. Because I know, I know. So I, I, I grabbed the bar and I started to do these arm curls and I looked up because the mirror was over in the distance. I looked up in the mirror and I went, oh, something just doesn't look right. <laughs> oh, man. So I put the bar back down. I walked up to the mirror and you could see it was just, it was just lying there. Oh, I, man. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so, of course... I've never had any doctors, any operations, uh, nothing, right? Like never. And so I was 
forced to go see this doctor. I'm thinking, oh, crap, right? And he, he walks in. He had a student with him. He says, you mind if I bring my student in? No, no, it's okay. And he took one look. He goes, okay, we don't need to do any x-rays or anything. We know exactly what happened here. What happened? He looks at the student, right? She's going, um, uh, um. He says, come on. And I looked down. And I said, bicep tear? He goes, shut up. Because <laughs> I was doing some searching on the internet. Before Already? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here's the student and she couldn't even tell. So I found that I really liked this guy. He was a funny doctor, right? He was That's older, great. but he was into sports and everything too. So he was, yeah. we got along really well, but yeah, I had to get that repaired. That's and then, great. then six months later, I ripped the tendon off on my right shoulder. <laughs> I read. Why am I talking to you? <laughs> I'm just telling you what's going to happen in your fifties. Okay, okay, that's right. Okay, so what you're saying is, is uh, continue with the moderate weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't go too right. crazy. I kept, you know, bulking up again, and he said, um, like he said, it was just two thirds gone when he went in. He says, no, it was ripped right off. Plus, my bicep was going to rip off on that one as well. So they just did that right away. <laughs> So at least I know I don't have to worry about this one popping yeah. off now when I'm doing arm oh, curls. But again, I went back and I was working the left arm out, you yeah, know, as, as this one was healing. And Yeah, I think I'll stick to my regimen now and quit <laughs> no more. Because I really, I, I, I will pick up some heavy weights on occasion, but for the most part, I don't. I just, I don't really feel the need to strain myself. I've had too many rotator cuff injuries and things like that. And No, I agree. Yeah. Your shoulders are very complicated and you want to keep them... I don't know. You want to work them out as much as possible, but not to a point where you're, you can even wreck your back. Even though you're working your shoulders when you're doing that much weight and you start having to adjust your yeah, whole body yeah. for the added weight, then you've gone way too far. Yeah. You should be able to comfortably do shoulders without twisting your back or twisting, you know, like your whole body around trying to, trying to lift yeah. something above your head. My thing now is if I can't lift it slowly, then I can't lift it. You know, if I can't do it slowly and in control, then I'm, I, I can't lift it. If I have to throw right. myself into it, if I have to throw my body into it or do anything like that, then it's too much weight. I agree. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. You should be able to be able to control whatever you're doing, control it with, and that's why I sit when I do arm curls. I don't want to get that yeah, throwing swing. motion, yeah, yeah, that yeah. swinging motion. It forces you to, to yeah. concentrate on just using your arms. Same as when I'm doing shoulders or anything i try and concentrate on that muscle muscle group yeah. instead of like getting your whole body trying to to work with it because i see guys they're literally throwing up like oh, yeah. 50 pounds. and what are you working out you're not working out and you're working out your back you're working out your shoulder oh, you're working out angela and, and rob and i talk about that all the time where you see these people in their form and you're just like it's just cringeworthy you're just like oof, you know and that's why I like Angela's got me really into doing balance. So I will be balancing on something. I'll balance on one foot. I'll, I actually will stand on, I'll take the, the BOSU, which is the, right. you know, the half round thing. Right. And, and I will put that with the, uh, the soft part down and I will stand on the platform part on one leg and I will do all my curls and all my deltoids and stuff like that because that's great. Because it, a, it, it's working on my core. Mm. Um, it's forcing me to have control because I have to stay balanced. And so I'll sometimes do, even if I'm on a machine, I'll lift one leg because now yeah. it's changed everything. I have to go a little slower, not as much weight, and it's work, and it's putting your core core into engaging your core right away. So I try and incorporate that in my workout too. Like when I'm doing skull busters on the bench, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'll, I'll lift my feet up off the bench up. like yep. 
Right. So I'm doing, I forget what they call that when you lift your heels off the ground um, to tighten your core. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do. uh, Yeah. That's great. So I'll do 10, 10 skull crushers and then 10, uh, you know, bench, quick bench, because it's lightweights when you're doing skull crushers. But there's an extra, let's say, 30 or 45 seconds that my core is sitting nice and tight. And you don't even feel it because you're concentrating on what you're doing. Yeah. And yep. so you add those little yep. things, they're just, they're bonuses. Exactly, they are. And exactly, and it, and it gives you some variety. Uh, one of the ones I've been doing lately, which is uh, is really a challenge, is when I do uh, like dumbbell presses, I mm. will lay on my back, I will lift my feet up like you're talking about, and then I will have the dumbbells up, you know, up over me, and I will lower them one at a time oh, and good. leave the other one up. And so your body's got to compensate for that. You know, you right, got to compensate right. for the the going out of balance. And no, you can't lift as much weight, you know, because right, no. you'll flip. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's and and it's easier to leave them both down and lift one at a time. But to leave to have them and leave the one up. That was one that Rob actually got me. And he's like, leave that leave that one up there. And it's like, oh, oh what are you kidding? <laughs> drop <laughs> like, weight, drop weight. <laughs> OK, here's my challenge. You know, here's my challenge for now. So. Yeah, there's lots of ways like that to make your workouts more interesting and work out more, you know, get more out of the time that you spend there. Oh, yeah. So I want to ask you, how much time do you spend? A, how many days a week do you go to the gym and how much time do you spend at the gym? I go five days a week to the gym and then my weekends, I do other things like go for a bike ride, like a, yeah. a mountain bike ride. Not mountain, mountain bike, but I have a mountain bike and I, yeah. there's paths here, so... Um, but I go every day and it's between 45 and 55 minutes. Okay. Usually, usually, uh, it's closer to the 55. Well, it's closer to the hour. Cause I usually get there about five to six and I'm usually not leaving there till seven, but that includes getting in, changing, then going up, working out, coming back, changing and, yeah. and then going. So I would say from start of workout to end of workouts, about 55 minutes, 55, 50 minutes, something like that. Try and keep it there because that's, uh, that's long enough. Yeah. That's where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of like beyond that. I got my routines down and that's, that's where they are. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like any more than that is like, I'm, I'm yeah. It's right. And it's when I'm doing those last sets, it's up to that time. It's not bothering me the time, but I find when the last, one or two machines or weights or whatever I want, I have left. I'm looking at the clock. Yeah. I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking yeah. at the clock. So that's telling me, you know, okay, your times are up or your whatever. Up, and there's, yeah. there's sometimes what I don't like is when work's on my mind or something's happening at home or whatever, I'll be there for an hour, 15, hour 20. And I don't realize it because I'll be sitting there not working out because my mind floats and it'll be thinking about something. And all of a sudden I'll look up and go, oh shit, what am I doing? Right. And then you do another set or whatever. And then you start thinking again. And, yeah. And that I hate, right. Cause you know, there's, I hate those guys that do it. So, and all of a sudden I'm one of those guys. guys yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Get like, off the freaking machine. You know, I want to get on it. Totally. I don't sit anymore. I go from one to the next to the next to the next. And that's from doing the circuit training, you know, doing the circuit classes got right. me to realize that there's nothing to sit and do. There's always another exercise to be on even if you just sit down and just do some uh hamstrings or you know you you do some jumping jacks 
right. while you're waiting. If you're if right. you're doing curls and that's all you want to do, we'll do some jumping jacks in between your sets or do something else. You know, that's so, what I started doing is what they call supersets. So if I'm doing yep. curls, when I'm done the curls, I go do a set of shrugs. Then I come back and do the curls, and I yep. go back and do a set of shrugs. So I'm always moving. Yep. Whereas before, you know, I do them separately. So it's the yeah. same as the skull crushers and doing the, you know, the, yeah. the light bench. And then I stand up and I do pull-ups, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll do those three in the row. And when I'm done, then I go down and start the skull crushers again. So I find the more you can do sets like that, you can keep going. You know, obviously you've got to work the different muscles groups because you're, that's your whole idea is to get to a point where you're tiring your muscles. You can't sit there and do something that's going to use that same muscle or you just you know, you're not going to have the strength to keep carrying to do it. Yeah, to keep doing it. Yeah, but it keeps your cardio up, and you're getting the most out of the time that you spend in there. Right. Because I. So yeah. <clears throat> so that's what I've done is started looking at these light things in between, like you were saying, you know, yeah. jumping jacks. But I don't do jumping jacks, but stuff like that where you do light, light cardio, light weights, or different things like cable. Like when I'm doing tries and I'm doing pull downs or whatever, I'll do a side cable mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. to. You know, to strengthen, that's what they told me with that bicep muscle, that'll help strengthen that. Yep, yep. Well, thanks, Paul. I really appreciate you spending some time with me. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Yeah, so. me too. I really yeah. appreciate you having me on. You have a good evening, and uh, yeah, I will uh, be seeing you out on the Twitters. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, thanks yeah, what's very your, much. Give, give us your contact info. Okay, you can find me at pmeyer001, and our podcast is at Pod. And my co-host is at David Meyer 7. Cool. And appreciate it. Thank you very much for yeah, the thanks. opportunity. And uh, well, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, take care. All right, good night. Good night.